0: This is Sam Anderson, lead pastor at Central Church. Thank you for listening to the Central Church podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. I'm looking around the room, and I'm pretty sure that, Don, you were the only person here for my first sermon here at Central. Um, It was in February of 2011. And one of the first ever messages that I preached here at Central was about, I was I was laying out a trajectory for our church, right? And you have to m- mind yourself at this point, um, this room was bright orange with bright orange carpet, bright orange pews. Um, we didn't have blinds on the windows, so it was super bright in here and shining orange and it was just glorious. If you want a preview of what it was, there's actually still a big orange square in the back of the sanctuary. Just think that times infinity and that's what um, this room was. And so I was standing here and I was, I was telling the um, you know, 12 to 15 people that called uh, the church their home at that point. I was saying, okay guys, here's the deal. We're going to change some things. We're going to shift some things. We're going to shift some things in our perspective, and our approach to ministry. Um, and I laid out that we were going to be a missional church. And so I started right out of the gate, uh, you know, over nine years ago, talking about how the central church is going to be a missional church. And so I even wrote on Facebook and tried to get um, some traditional African attire, because I was really gonna like throw everybody for a loop. Because again, this was like my first or second week at the church. I was gonna walk out in like you know traditional like African garb, like walk up to the front, and everybody be like, "What?" You got, remember? There's like 12 of us in the room, okay? <laughs> and so, but I couldn't find anybody. I'm not that cool. Um, nobody in my Facebook world had some that I could borrow. But the crux of my message back then, of laying out this idea of what is missional how does that sort of affect our perspective and our approach to ministry and the way we do church, um, it was, I was, what I was doing is I was comparing the idea of our approach to church to a missionary in Africa, right? And that's why I wanted the garb to wear, because it's this idea that when you're a missional community, you view yourself as a missionary to your community, right? Right. And so I was going to wear the African stuff as like, hey, if I was in Africa trying to reach African people, I would dress like African people. I would learn how to talk like African people. I would eat the food that African people eat. I would, you know, if we're celebrating an African holiday, then I would throw an event and call it by the name of that African holiday. I wouldn't change the name. And so I was sort of paralleling that with our church and our sort of approach to reaching our community. We were going to dress like our Community. We were going to eat at the places that people in our community ate. We were going to call. Uh, we we had this event called Halloween Extreme. We didn't call our Halloween stuff harvest parties, guys. This was a humongous deal nine years ago for us to make that transition, like a humongous deal that we would actually use the name Halloween in our fall activity, right, and not call it a harvest party. And so I was laying out this idea that we're going to be a missional church. That's the way we're going to do things. And um, it was semi-well-received. It was semi-well-received, right, Don? I mean, people were cool with the idea, and then when the rubber met the road, they kind of did too. Um, but I guess a missional mindset has been sort of part of my DNA um, my whole life. I, I, feel like, I feel like the ministry that happens outside of church is, is some of the most important ministry. And that's kind of a weird thing, I guess, for like a pastor to say, because they're all like, hey, come to church, come to church, do ministry at church. But I, I honestly think um, a, a lot of the most important ministry happens outside the walls of the church, outside the context of uh, the local church. But that is not to discount or downplay what does happen within the local church, because obviously I believe that, you know, doing life with other people and figuring out your faith with other people and pursuing Jesus with other people is God's design for humanity. But as the leader of this faith community over the last nine years, having a missional mindset myself, it's sort of been part of our DNA as a church. And since that first time I talked about it back in 2011 to where we are now, we are a completely different church. I mean, can I get an amen, Don? (laughs) I mean, it is completely different. But we are a missional church. Whether you realize it or not, it's in—it's woven into the fabric of our DNA here at Central, the way we do things. If you come in to Central and you've been involved in other churches and all this stuff, and you get here and you're like, man, I don't understand why they do this that way, or or things are different, or things are not the way that other churches do them, or especially more traditional churches, the way they do them. It's because the the, the missing link that you're not maybe putting together is that we are a missional church, which which sort of defines all of our systems and the way that we do all the things that we do. I mean, we even weave it into the core values. If you've been through CC101, quick commercial, if you have not been through CC101, please go through CC101. You can sign up on a Connect card. You can put in any of the blue bins. We will get that info. Go to CC101. It's an opportunity for you to ask any questions, and we can answer any questions. It's a way for you to sort of get sort of uh, where we are, what we stand for, what we're all about, and how you kind of fit into all that and what God's doing here. So in CC 101, we have this thing called our core values, and all of our core values point to a missional mindset. Again, missional mindset meaning we are all missionaries to our community, to our spheres of influence, to our sort of world that we are in. And so, I mean, even number five, number five in our core values is sort of the crux of our missional, like, hey, yo, This is pretty explicit, and it's number five is we will empower people for their ministry, not just recruit them to ours. Every member is a minister. That's the idea. Every member is a minister. And so in that, if you show up here and you're wondering why there's not like a visitation pastor on staff, or you don't see me sending all kinds of selfies of visiting everyone in the hospital and doing all that, Because we feel like every member is a minister, and it's awkward for a guy that you don't know really well coming to your hospital at like serious times in your life just because they have the title pastor, right? Like, that's strange. That's awkward. You know, when my mom was sick, some pastors came to visit, and I was like, "Yo, you don't like like we don't want you here," to be honest. You know, I mean, the sentiment's nice, but like, leave us alone. We're struggling right now. You know, and um. But, but then we had friends that came, people that had invested in our lives, people that we had done life together. And when they came, it was such a blessing to our hearts, such a blessing to our family and all this stuff. And so that sort of played out in the core values in the way we do it here. Our leadership model here at Central is very missionally minded, very intentional about how we delegate ministry authority, right? Right. We don't, it's not like, oh, the pastor has to go do this, the pastor has to pray for you, the pastor has to, whatever. We've been very intentional from the get-go of like, yo, you have the power of the Holy Spirit just like we have the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Like all of us are empowered by the Holy Spirit here. We can all pray for each other, right? There's not like a special red bat phone in my, in my pastoral office and I'm like, Jesus on the main line, tell him what I want, right? Like the old song goes, right? It's like, yo, we all have a a relationship with Jesus. We all have a connecting point to Jesus. And so that's why hospital visits look the way they do. That's why meal trains, when people have a baby, that's why they look the way they do. Everyone bringing and pitching in and doing it together. That's why service projects look the way they do. That's why counseling here at Central looks the way they do. When people come to me for counseling, I'm like, yo, we can have a little quick conversation just so I can figure out what's going on. And then I can point you to the resource that can actually help you right? It's not this whole, like, hierarchy of power and all this stuff. We're very, very intentional about delegating ministry authority. I don't do any premarital counseling, like, ever. I marry a bunch of people, but I don't do the premarital counseling because there's people in our church who do premarital counseling that are incredible, that have been married almost as long as I've been alive. And so you could, like, take my word for it, or you could take their word for it, right? And so in this missional ministry, in this missional context, it's like, yo, Everyone has a gift. Everyone has something to offer. Everyone has a role to play. We all come together to make it happen. That's how community groups are as well. We have community groups for different interests and different, um, you know, um, different interests, different people groups, different whatevers, and we have different people leading them because, like, like the core values said, we want to empower you to do ministry, not just come be part of our ministry. Does that make sense? And so it all comes together to be this, like, sort of missional mindset, the way that we approach doing church. And so we're really, really intentional about our systems and about the way we do things, to not create this hierarchy of, when you're talking to someone at work about Jesus, you're like, oh, you need to meet my pastor. Let me get my pastor to kind of lead you to Jesus. No, we want you to have the tools and be set up for success so that you can lead people to Jesus, because every member is a minister, right? We're all missionaries to our own spheres of influence. And so we're very intentional about that, but for the first time ever here at Central in the past, you know, 10 years we've been here, we're dubbing March as missions month Woo-hoo. confetti poppers Woo, fireworks yeah oh, the crowd goes wild um, are you guys awake this morning no yes no okay yeah you're with it okay we got a, we got like a, a double-handed hardcore sign I love it um, March is missions month where we are actually focusing on the tangible expression of of a missional mindset, right? The missional mindset guides our systems, guides our church, guides us personally of like, yo, we are missionaries, we are missional people. But then in March, what we want to do is we want to focus on sort of the expression of our missional mindset, the tangible action steps that we can take. And so this week, we're going to lay the foundation. We're going to look at Acts chapter 1 for a few minutes and uh, look at sort of what Jesus says, and I'll, I'll talk through that in just a minute. But then next week, we're doing something really cool. We're having a CC Conversations And we have these a couple times a year, and if you've never been to one, it's really cool. We get a couch up here, and we get like a panel of people, and there's no like sermon where there's like a pastor preaching, but it's more of like a conversation around a topic, right? And then we kind of talk it through, and the idea is that you can glean wisdom and, and insight from people who are following Jesus who are sort of pursuing the topic that we're talking about. And so next week, we go out and feed the homeless and stations with our central serving mission community group who are the ones who go out and feed the homeless and uh, do, like, coat drives and all that sort of thing. So we're bringing the people up from that group, and we're also bringing in uh, Councilwoman uh, Kimberly Clark. You may have seen her from Madison Heights. I don't know. She's, like, covered in tattoos. It's kind of dope. She's all, like, dressed serious and then, like, has tattoos all up her arms and chest and everything. It's really cool. Um, but she is uh, just a huge advocate for, like, local serving local missions, right? And what's crazy is that she doesn't identify as a believer, doesn't really go to church, but she's killing the game more than most Christians I know. And so we're bringing her in to join the conversation, so it's going to be really cool to kind of get that perspective and that insight. And then the week after that, we're having uh, Lindsay Fisher come and speak, who is the founder of AWOL, All Worthy of Love, which is the uh, sex trafficking, uh, the anti-sex trafficking organization that we partner with monthly with our packing parties and all of that. She's going to come and speak on the 15th and talk about sort of their nationwide um, approach to, to, to abolishing hu- human slavery, modern-day slavery. And so that's going to be incredible. And then the week after that, we're having this dude named Donnie come, Donnie Stubblefield. Um, he's from Casas Por Cristo which is a missions organization in Mexico, Guatemala, and the Dominican. And what they do is they build houses for people who don't have houses. And it's a really, really cool organization. And we are actually, as a church, which I'm super pumped about this, uh, as a church in like October or November of next year, or of this year, we're going to go on a missions trip to Juarez, Mexico, and we're going to build a house for a family that doesn't have a house And so it's going to be really cool. We're going to have an informational meeting the week that Donnie's here. There's stuff on the board, stuff in your Connect Guide, stuff on the website, stuff in the app. Information everywhere about it. So if you're interested, make sure you sign up for the interest lunch. It'll be after second service, and we're going to kind of talk through the details, and you can figure out if if going on this trip with us is for you or not. But the answer is yes, it's for you. It's incredible, okay? Rich and I were blessed enough to go, and Anthony, who's up in the sound booth, we went back in October, and it is just it's a game changer, man. It's, it's really, really incredible. But we're going to spend this entire month talking through the idea of missions. And so today we're going to lay the foundation looking at, at Acts chapter 1, and it'll kind of make a little bit more sense and connect some of the dots for you. But I am super excited about this initiative here at Central. So let's pray together, and then uh, we'll jump into Acts chapter 1 real quick. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for that awesome time of worship. Thank you for all the volunteers who step up. And jump in and serve and lead us in worship. It's so awesome to have so many talented and gifted people here who bring their talents and abilities to lead our faith community. God, I thank you for this time that we get to carve out from our our crazy lives and our schedules and everything to just really focus and meditate on you. And so, God, this morning, I pray that as we open your word, you would speak to us, that you would remove me from the equation but use me as an effective mouthpiece for your truth. God, we love you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. So, Acts chapter 1. You guys know the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. It's the idea. Well, this dude, Luke, uh, was like a doctor. He wrote the Gospel of Luke. He also wrote Acts. So, Acts is like Luke part 2, right? And so, Acts starts off in chapter 1. It's post-resurrection, right? So, this is after the Passage of the Christ movie, hits the credits, right? You know? Like all the stuff goes down, and then like he arises, and there's fire in his eyes, right? He's like, oh. And then the credits go. You guys seen that movie? Yeah? No? No. Am I so old that you guys haven't seen that movie now? Like is that a thing? That was like a, no. Like that was a huge movie. Okay, well, if you didn't know, it's in the Bible too. So maybe you've heard the story there as well, but this dude named Jesus came, right? Down on the cross, all that. Okay, so post uh, crucifixion and resurrection is where Acts chapter 1 picks up, and so Jesus is alive post-resurrection, and uh, he's talking to his disciples, right? He ha- he's having meals with different people, a, and, and people are seeing, like, you know, uh, uh, actually Jesus resurrected alive after all that stuff went down, and um, he's telling them about the Holy Spirit. He's having this conversation with his disciples about the Holy Spirit, like, yo, the Holy Spirit's coming. It's going to be like this huge thing, and there's going to be a baptism, and you're going to just, you know, John uh, baptizes with water, but, you know, uh, I'm baptizing with the Spirit, and it's going to be this huge ordeal, right? And so they're having this conversation, and what's crazy to me is in this conversation at the beginning of Acts chapter 1, the disciples still don't get it. Jesus has done his whole ministry, right? He's taught them. He's done miracles. He's, he's showing them what's up. He's saying, you know, this is the kingdom of come. The kingdom of heaven is at hand, blah, 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 All this stuff is going down, right? And he's explaining this stuff and spending real time with the disciples. He, they saw him, like, dead on a cross and taken down and, like, bleeding and dead and put in a tomb. And, the, and then they see him alive and, like, walking. All of this they've experienced, Right? And he's saying, listen, this is all cool, but the Holy Spirit's coming. It's going to be huge. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be amazing. And they still don't get it because they come at him. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. They come at him with this. They come at him and they're like, okay, cool. So like, is now when you're going to like take over Israel and start ruling, right? Is now when you're, they come at him and they ask a political question. They come at him and say, yo, is this when you're going to step up your political power and take over? Like now that is it, it, is it time yet? And I can imagine if they were like in a text conversation, Jesus is sending like the, the facepalm emoji like three times so it's as big as possible in the message, right? You guys know what I'm talking about? I feel like Jesus is going, what? What? What did you just say? What did you say to me? What are the words that just came out of your mouth, right? Because he's saying, yo, the Holy Spirit's going to be huge. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be awesome. And they're like, oh, yeah, we totally get So are you going to like be the president now? Like is that what's going down? And he's probably going, Where's the kid in cameras? Like, what's going on here? What are you talking about, right? And so he responds in Acts chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. He says, It says, He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by His own authority. So he comes to me, He's like, Guys, quit asking about that crap, right? It's, you're not, that's not what it's about, right? He goes like, and then he goes, This, but. He's like it's, He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. Like, let that go. But, check it out, here is what's important. He says, but you will receive the power, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. He says to them, yo, it's not for you to know about the political and the, the the governmental and the reigning and the ruling and all like 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 Jesus basically says, stop asking about that crap, right? It's not for you to know, it's for God to know. Quit worrying about it. Quit spending your time, energy, and efforts and your focus and attention on that. He's like, chill out with all that. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. He says, quit worrying about that crap, because this is what's important. This is what's powerful. This is what's huge that's going to move you forward in life. He says, this is what's important. He says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And as a result of that power that you experience through the Holy Spirit, he says, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. He says, quit worrying about that junk. The Holy Spirit's going to give you power. Now take that power and go. Take that power and hit the ground running. Take that power and move. And so the first thing he says is Jerusalem. Take that power and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Now, if you know anything about Israel and all this stuff, Jerusalem is pretty much in the center of that country, right? It's the city. It's a city in the center of the country. It's the holy city, um, whatever. It's, 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 uh, Israel is not super huge. Like You can drive from one end to the other end of Israel in about four hours, Right, and about the amount of time it takes for us to get from Detroit to Chicago—that's like the whole country, the whole nation. Like that's that's the whole deal. And so um, I I went to Israel back in January, um, and it was absolutely incredible. We got to spend like three or four nights, and we went in like old Jerusalem, where they have like the quarters and all the you know all the Jews and the 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 Muslims and the, everybody kind of living in the same city walls. And then you have like outside the old city where um, there's like crazy. Like, all kinds of crazy stuff. It was really, really awesome. But in Jerusalem, when he says, you're going to go to Jerusalem, he's saying, you're going to go to the city. You're going to go to your city. You're going to start there, right? And then he says, you're going to go to Judea and Samaria. Judea and Samaria is like the region at large. It's like the whole center and southern part of of Israel. Basically, he's saying your nation. You're going to go to your city. You're going to go to your nation. And he says, and then to the ends of the earth. He's saying then to the entire world, you're going to start in your city, then you're going to go to your nation, your country, and then you're going to go to the world. It's like this zoom out effect. He says, stop worrying about politics. Stop worrying about government. Stop worrying about, you know, who's in charge of what and when are we going to take power in charge and all this. And the other." he says, listen, no, no, no. The Holy Spirit is going to empower you and when you're empowered by the Holy Spirit, you need to be my witnesses in your city. You need to be my witnesses in your country. You need to be my witnesses in the entire world. It's this zoom out effect. And this zoom out effect is actually the outline for the rest of the book of Acts. When you go through the book of Acts, you see that they start in Jerusalem and they, 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 they minister there. And then it sort of zooms out as the chapters go on and zooms out as the chapters go on. And by the end of it, you've got people all the way to Rome, which is like the ends of the earth at that point, right? And so you, you see this zoom out effect in, in, uh, in the book of Acts, but it also paints a clear picture and model for us to follow as well. I don't believe that that, that, that uh, sort of charge from Jesus ends with the disciples. I believe that that comes to us as well, that the Holy Spirit will come upon you, that you will be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And I believe that He's calling us to be His witnesses in our city, in our nation in our world. And so take just a few seconds right now. We're going to do like some, some real life application right now. And, and think this through and be honest. Don't talk yourself through and be like, oh yeah, of course I do that. Uh, you know, I, I did this, that, and you know, I partnered with whatever back when I was in middle school. Um, but take a few seconds seriously and evaluate yourself. And be honest with yourself. Be inter- I, I did this last night and I was like, Dang. I kind of suck. <laughs> but, but seriously, take a few seconds, take a few minutes here, and evaluate yourselves. What am I doing, tangibly doing, to be a witness for Jesus in my city? What, what am I doing? I'm a Christ follower. I follow Jesus, and, you know, he says that I should be empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's empowering me. And so, what is it that you're doing to be a witness for Jesus in your city? Are you serving in your city, are you volunteering in your city, is there community involvement, community events, maybe, maybe you know, I don't know, maybe something else that I, I'm not thinking of, but, like, think, think about it just for a minute, you know, because when I thought about it, I was like, okay, yeah, I can see that, I can see that I'm doing some things, and I'm intentional about certain relationships, and certain spaces I go to, and whatever, you know, and then, and then but then ask yourself this, what am I doing to be a witness for Jesus in my nation, like in my country, in the good old U.S. of A, right? Like, like, what am I doing as a Christ follower to be a witness for Jesus to my country? And, and I, <laughs> I do not mean uh, that you're voting for a candidate that you think is Christian. <laughs> That's not what I mean, okay? But what are you doing in your country, in, in your nation, even, maybe even in just your greater region, the Midwest, you could start there, what are you doing to be a witness for Jesus? Am I doing anything to be a witness for Jesus in my country, in my nation? When I when I came to that one, just being totally transparent, I was like, yeah, no, I don't know that I am. I, I mean, maybe, but I, I don't know. I mean, ask yourself, really. I mean, this is like pretty important stuff. I mean, Jesus is raised from the dead, and he's got some limited time to spend with his disciples, and he's like, yo, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, man, I need you to be my witnesses in your cities, I need you to be my witnesses in your country, I need you to be my witnesses all across the world. What are you doing, ask yourself this, what are you doing to be a witness for Jesus in the world? Are you doing anything to be a witness for Jesus outside the good old U.S. of A? I mean, I don't know, maybe you guys are, maybe you guys are like super missionary Christian people, but for me, when I was thinking through this stuff, I was like, dang. I should, dang. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I should maybe think more about this. I should probably put some feet to my faith rather than, you know, because I feel like we get so pigeonholed and so narrowed into what we're comfortable with and what's easy for us. But, but God, J- Jesus like explicitly says, yo, start in Jerusalem and then Judea and Samaria and then to the ends of the earth, man. It's not just Jerusalem. Like, don't just go to Jerusalem. He's like, y- you start there. But, but, but then you, 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 you zoom out, and then you work there, and then you zoom out, and you work there, and you zoom out. And so as a church, we've been super intentional to hit all three of these sort of initiatives, which will make more sense as to why the flow of our missions month and the who's speaking about what. But we've been more intentional to hit all these three in, in our church. As a church, but I'm talking individually, like as a church, our city, we have the Central Serving Mission, right? They, they work in Madison Heights. They work in Detroit. They work very locally to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And that's one of our community groups that goes all year. Like, it's not like a semester-based community. We have, like, three or four community groups that go all year, not on semester, right? We have the, the prayer group. We have the men's uh, basketball group. We got the Central Serving Mission. Um, these things go all year long. That's sort of how our church has said, okay, here's how we're going to serve our city. Aside from the events that we do and all that sort of thing, this is what we are intentional about. We're going to be God, Jesus' witness to Jerusalem, right? Our central serving mission. That's that's the idea. And then the nation—that's our A initiative. That's why we do packing parties every single month because they have—they're working in uh, Chicago, they're working in Indiana, they're working here in Detroit, and so we support and partner with that ministry because we feel like that is a solid ministry that's reaching na- that has a national reach that's abolishing modern-day slavery, right, through sex trafficking. We're like, yes. Yes, we are on mission, on vision with that. Absolutely, that's how we do that. And then the world, this is where we're partnering with Casas Por Cristo, and we're going to start going to Juarez, Mexico, and getting outside of the good old U.S. of A. And say, hey, how can we we be a witness for Jesus in other ways? And expand the Zoom, expand the Zoom. But I believe that the Holy Spirit has empowered you and me as individuals, not just collectively as the church. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, I, I serve at AWOL, so that's going to be my national touch. And maybe that is. And if you're c- consistent and, and faithful with serving at AWOL, I would say that that kind of checks that box for you. Not that it's a box to be checked, but I would say that's a start, right? Serving outside of yourself and outside of your city. But here, here's the deal. I feel like as a church we're intentional about this, but I feel like as individuals we also need to be intentional about this. We need to begin to question ourselves and question, you know, okay, it's cool to come together and sing songs and come to a building and, and you know, worship and listen to somebody talk and then go home feeling pretty good and, all right, that was awesome. I went to church, checked my church box. But really, are we living out the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to our city, to our nation, to our world? You know what I mean? Like, that was pretty convicting for me this week to kind of travel through. And so I want to challenge you guys to ask yourselves two questions this morning two questions as you're leaving, as you're sort of going from here. I want, I have two things that I think I would challenge you to sort of chew on and digest and sort of process. The first one is asking yourself this question. Are you missional? Do you view yourself as a missionary? As a missionary to your sphere of influence? Do you view yourself as a missionary to your neighbors? You view yourself as a missionary living with a missional mindset, thinking, I am the witness of Jesus everywhere I go, everything I do with every person I interact with. I don't need to invite them to church to experience Jesus. They can experience Jesus through interacting with me because I am a missionary. I carry the power of the Holy Spirit with me everywhere that I go. Is your mission field your kid's school, the drop-off lines? That's where you need Jesus the most. Can I get an amen, the drop-off lines at your kid's school? People need to learn how to drive. Um, is your mission field the kids' school? Is your mission field the grocery store? Do you walk in with a missional mindset at the grocery store of saying, how can I serve somebody? How can I connect with somebody? How can I bless somebody? How can I be Jesus to somebody? Is it parking lots? I'm telling you, the most Im- incredible times that, that I uh, am able to connect with people and serve people and be the hands and feet of Jesus is in the parking lot of this Kroger right over here. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had an interaction with somebody or I've helped somebody and then I just sit in my car and after we have the conversation, I just like cry. I'm like, man, that was such a God thing. That was so awesome. And you know what? It's not because I'm special. It's because I have a mindset of saying, how can I serve people? How, are there any old ladies out here putting groceries away by themselves? Can I go serve them and help them, right? Is there anything I can do to help somebody do something? Can I, is there any way I can be the hands and feet? It's not that I'm special. It's that my perspective has shifted. I have a missional mindset in everything that I do, everywhere that I go. At the gas station, is that your mission field? Your bank, where you talk to the same bank teller every single week, is that your, your, your mission field? Anywhere and everywhere can be your mission field. Anywhere and everywhere you carry the power and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Do you approach life that way? Because if not, I would suggest that you should. I would suggest that that's kind of what Jesus expects of us, challenges us, calls us to. We don't come here to be Christians and okay, now I'm at church so let me put on my Christian clothes and now I'll go back to my regular, regularly scheduled life, right? It's this idea that we carry the power of the Holy Spirit with us anywhere and everywhere we go. And so the first question that you need to ask yourself is are you missional? Am I missional? Do I approach all the arenas of my life like it's a mission field and I'm bearing witness to Jesus? I'm the hands and feet of Jesus everywhere I go everything I do, every conversation I have. The second question that I think we should ask ourselves and I think that we should digest. And I'm not standing up here on my high horse like, oh, I got this all figured out. You guys need to figure this out. I'm right here with you. I'm in the trenches with you asking myself these same questions. Number two, are you a witness for Jesus in your city? If yes, how? How? I would challenge you, maybe even bust out a piece of paper and write it down. This is how I'm a witness for Jesus in my city. And if you feel like you're having to make some stuff up, then chances are you're making stuff up. (laughs) Okay? But ask yourself, seriously, am I a witness for Jesus in my city? If the answer is no, then that leads to a whole bunch of other questions like, yo, what can I do to make this happen? What do I need to change in my life so that I can be a witness for Jesus? What do I need to get involved in? What do I need to, how do I need to serve? How do I need to get plugged in? What ideas do I have to be a witness for Jesus in my city? Ask yourself, are you a witness for Jesus in your nation? What are you doing regionally or, or nationwide? Or what ministry are you supporting? Or what are you plugged into? You, you don't have to be the wheel, but you can be a cog in someone else's wheel. And that's okay too. But are you bearing witness to Jesus in your nation? If so, cool. How? If not, what steps can you take to make that happen? And the third part of this second question is, are you a witness for Jesus in your world? If so, awesome. How? What are you doing tangibly? Realistically? Practically? How? If not, what steps can you take to make this happen? Because Being missional is not just for missionaries. It's for every Christ follower. It's for every Christ follower. We are empowered by the Holy Spirit to be a witness for Jesus in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria, to the ends of the earth, in Madison Heights, in the Metro Detroit area, you know, in the great old US of A, and in the world at large. We are called to be a witness for Jesus. I mean, imagine how different life and existence would be. Imagine how different our world would be if everyone who followed Jesus actually lived out Acts chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. Imagine how different it would be. He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. Stop worrying about winning and losing and politics and who's in charge and who's running this. Stop with all that. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Live, walk, breathe, thrive in the power of the Holy Spirit. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Be a missionary. Have a missional mindset. Be a missionary. Be a witness to your city. Be a witness to your nation. Be a witness to your world. Imagine if we all viewed ourselves as missionaries. Imagine. How different would our grocery stores look? How different would our jobs look? How different would our families look? How different would our gas stations look? How different would the world around us look if we took it upon ourselves to say, I am empowered by the Holy Spirit. I am the hands and feet of Jesus. I am bearing witness to Jesus in everything I do, everywhere that I go. I am a missionary of Jesus be radically different. Radically different. And so I'm so excited to talk about this stuff and continue to kind of break it down as the month goes on. Let's pray together. God. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and you experience life change. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but still want to support this faith community, visit our giving page at centralchurch.cc And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes.